0: Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the extraordinary life of Charles Bronson, a renowned actor known for his tough guy roles, whose performances in films such as Death Witch, Once Upon a Time in the West, and The Great Escape solidified his status as a Hollywood icon. Today marks the 19th anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the early life of Charles Bronson. Charles Dennis Buczynski, later known as Charles Bronson, entered the world on November 3rd, 1921 in the coal mining town of Ehrenfeld, Pennsylvania. He was the 11th child in the family of 15. A testament to the Buczynski's tight-knit and bustling household. His parents, both Lithuanian immigrants, had ventured to the United States in search of a better life. However, life in Ehrenfeld, especially for a large immigrant family, was far from easy. The town itself was dominated by coal mining, an industry notorious for its hazardous conditions and meager pay. Most families, including the Buchinskis, lived in the shadow of the coal pits, with daily life revolving around the mines demanding schedules. The Great Depression of the 1930s only intensified these challenges as jobs became scarcer and the daily necessities harder to come by. At the tender age of 10, Charles felt the weight of responsibility bearing down on him. Like many boys of his age in Ehrenfeld, he began working in the coal mines to supplement the family's income. The experience was formative. Day after day, he confronted the darkness of the underground tunnels, the grime, and the ever-present dangers. It was a world where strength, resilience, and camaraderie were not just valued but essential for survival. This environment, combined with the challenges of his personal life, cultivated in Charles a gritty demeanor that he would later channel into his film roles. Yet, even as he toiled in the mines, young Charles possessed a spirit that refused to be confined. He often found solace in cinema, escaping to the world of movies where possibilities seemed endless. Films of the era with their tales of heroism, romance, and adventure kindled a spark in him. They represented a world beyond the dust and toil of Aaron Fell, and Charles harbored dreams of one day being a part of that magical realm. As he grew into his late teens, whispers of the world beyond Pennsylvania became louder. The tales of brave soldiers fighting in Europe, the allure of the big cities, and the dream of a different life began to shape his aspirations. While he was deeply rooted in the realities of his hometown, Charles was slowly but surely setting his sights on a horizon far beyond the coal mines of Ehrenfeld. Part 2. World War II and a Shift to acting, 1941-1954. to 1954. The onset of World War II saw the world plunged into chaos, and like many men of his generation, Charles Bronson felt the call to serve his country. In 1943, he enlisted in the U.S. Army Air Forces, trading in the hard hat of the coal mines for the uniform of an aerial gunner. Stationed in the Pacific, Bronson flew in a B 29 Superfortress, taking part in 25 missions and even receiving a Purple Heart for injuries sustained during service. The war took him far from the confines of Ehrenfeld, introducing him to new cultures, landscapes, and perspectives. The wartime experience was profound for Bronson. He witnessed both the horrors of combat and the camaraderie that emerged amidst circumstances. These experiences, coupled with his interactions with fellow servicemen from various backgrounds, broadened his horizons. By the time the war ended in 1945, The young man who had once only known the coal mines of Pennsylvania was a changed individual. The war had opened his eyes to the world's vastness and the myriad of opportunities it presented. Returning to civilian life, Bronson felt an overwhelming desire to reshape his destiny. The allure of acting, a dream that had taken root during his teenage years, resurfaced with newfound vigor. With a sense of purpose, he moved to California and enrolled at the Pasadena Playhouse, a reputed institution known for nurturing theatrical talent. The decision was a bold one, as he was transitioning from the structured life of the military to the unpredictable world of acting. However, Bronson's gritty determination, a trait honed during his years in the mines and the military, served him well. Initially, he grappled with the nuances of performance but his raw energy and undeniable screen presence set him apart. Starting with the uncredited roles in films and minor appearances in television series, he began to carve a niche for himself. His rugged features, which bore the marks of a life lived fully, combined with his intense gaze captivated audiences. Hollywood began to take note. Throughout the late 40s and early 50s, Bronson's portfolio steadily expanded. From roles in films like You're in the Navy Now in 1951 to television appearances in series such as The Red Skeleton Hour in 1954, he showcased his versatility. By 1954, the man who had once delved deep into the earth's bowels in search of coal was now mining the depths of human emotion on screen. The transformation was nothing short of remarkable and it was clear that Charles Bronson was on a trajectory to becoming one of Hollywood's most iconic figures. Part 3. Breaking Ground in Hollywood, 1955-1967 The post-war era in Hollywood was a time of change, with the classic studio system evolving and newer forms of storytelling emerging. Amidst this backdrop, Charles Bronson's star began its ascension. The actor with his rugged charm and kind of raw energy that resonated with audiences found himself at the center of this changing landscape. In 1955, Bronson starred in Big House USA, a crime thriller that further displayed his aptitude for intense, action-packed roles. The film was a testament to his growing stature in the industry and underscored his ability to deliver commanding performances. While his presence on the big screen was gaining momentum, television also became a significant platform for Bronson. Series like Man with a Camera from 1958 to 1960, where he played the role of a combat photographer, reinforced his popularity among TV audiences. However it was the late 1950s that truly marked a pivotal phase in Bronson's career. His portrayal of the titular character in Machine Gun Kelly in 1958 was a turning point, offering him a more in-depth and challenging role than many of his previous outings. The film, based on the life of the notorious 1930s gangster, gave Bronson the opportunity to dive deep into a complex character. Balancing both menace and vulnerability. Then came 1960s The Magnificent Seven, a reimagining of Akira Kurosaka's Seven Samurai. In this classic western, Bronson played Bernardo O'Reilly, one of the titular seven. Alongside heavyweights like Steve McQueen and Yule Burner, the film, with its ensemble cast and gripping storyline, was a major hit, further cementing Bronson's position in Hollywood. His portrayal of O'Reilly, a tough yet compassionate gunslinger, showcased his range and solidified his reputation as a versatile actor. Despite his growing success in Hollywood, it was the European film market, particularly the spaghetti western genre, that would propel Bronson to international superstardom. Europe's filmmakers were enamored by his distinct look and on-screen charisma. His collaboration with renowned director Sergio Leone in Once Upon a Time in the West in 1968 was a defining moment. Playing the role of Harmonica, a mysterious man with a vendetta, Bronson captivated audiences worldwide. The film's breathtaking cinematography, coupled with Ennio Morricone's haunting score and Bronson's memorable performance, ensured it became an instant classic. The European phase of his career not only expanded his fan base but also added layers to his craft. The continental film scene with its distinct style and narrative approach offered Bronson roles that were both challenging and iconic. By the end of 1967, Charles Bronson was not just a rising star in Hollywood, he was an international sensation, a force to be reckoned with in the cinematic universe. Part 4. The Iconic Years and Death Wish Series, 1968-1985 Following the international success of Once Upon a Time in the West, Charles Bronson returned to Hollywood with an enchanted reputation and a burgeoning global fanbase. While the late 1960s saw him engage in various roles, it was the mid-70s that earmarked the zenith of his career. 1974's Death Wish was more than just a movie for Bronson. It was a cultural phenomenon. The film told the harrowing tale of Paul Kersey, a liberal New York architect who, after the brutal attack on his wife and daughter, metamorphoses into a gun-wielding vigilante, taking the law into his own hands. The film tapped into the growing frustration and fear surrounding urban crime in America during the 1970s. Many viewers saw Paul Kersey not merely as a character but as a symbol of their own suppressed desires to fight back against societal decay and criminality. Bronson, with his quintessential stoic demeanor, gave depth to Kersey's transformation. The rawness and vulnerability he brought to the role, coupled with his action hero physique and delivery, made Paul Kersey a compelling and, for many, relatable character. The film was a box office hit and Charles Bronson at the age of 53 became an unlikely yet undeniable action superstar. However, the Death Wish series, which spanned five movies from 1974 to 1994, wasn't without its controversies. Critics were torn. While some praised Bronson's performance and the film's bold tackling of urban crime issues, Others decried its overtly simplistic approach to complex societal problems and its almost celebratory depiction of vigilantism. The series undeniably had a polarizing effect, provoking debates on gun rights, self-defense, and the morality of vigilante justice. Beyond Death Wish, the late 1970s and early 80s saw Bronson continue to embrace the action hero film mold. Films like The Mechanic in 1972, Mr. Majestic in 1974, and The Evil That Men Do in 1984 further showcased his ability to dominate the screen, often as characters that, like Kersey, took matters into their own hands. By 1985, Charles Bronson had firmly entrenched himself as an action cinema legend. His characters, often men of few words but decisive action, struck a chord with audiences worldwide. While he continued to act in the 1990s, the period between 1968 and 1985 was undoubtedly Bronson's most iconic and influential. A time when he, with grit and determination, became one of Hollywood's most recognizable stars. Part Five: Latter Years and Continuing Legacy, 1986 to 2003. After the immense success and critical acclaim of the earlier decades, Charles Bronson's career in the late 80s and 90s took a more introspective turn. Hollywood was evolving, with action cinema embracing a new generation of stars and a more complex narrative approach. Amidst these shifts, Bronson, with his inherent screen presence, endeavored to keep pace. The latter part of the 1980s saw him star in movies like Murphy's Law in 1986 and Death Wish 4 The Crackdown in 1987, proving that even as this cinematic landscape changed, Bronson's box office appeal had not completely waned. These films, while not achieving the massive success of his earlier works, still found an audience, especially among those who had grown up admiring his earlier performances. As the 1990s began, Bronson's personal life faced turbulence with the tragic loss of his longtime wife and frequent co-star Jill Ireland to breast cancer in 1990. Ireland's death deeply affected him, causing a noticeable retraction from public life. Their bond had been a significant part of his life, both personally and professionally, and her absence was palpable. Nevertheless, Bronson continued to work. Albeit with more selectivity, his roles in the '90s, such as in *The Seawolf in 1993 and the *Family of Cops* trilogy (1995, 97, and 99), showcased an older, more reflective Bronson. The fierce intensity remained, but there was an added layer of vulnerability, perhaps influenced by the personal losses and health challenges he was facing. By the late 1990s, Bronson's health started to decline. His final bow was in Family of Cops 3 in 1999. After which he withdrew from acting, marking the end of a career that spanned over five decades. Charles Bronson's battle with Alzheimer's disease became public knowledge, and on August 30th, 2003, he passed away at the age of 81. In his wake, Bronson left a rich cinematic legacy. While most remembered for his action roles, his range was broader than many give him credit for with performances that touched on drama, tragedy, and even romance. The rugged, often silent types he portrayed were symbolic of a bygone era, where heroes were defined not by their words, but by their actions. Beyond the roles and the box office numbers, Bronson's life story was one of true determination. Rising from hardships of a working-class immigrant background to become one of Hollywood's most recognizable faces, His journey remains an enduring testament to resilience, ambition, and talent. Even years after his passing, Charles Bronson's mark on film and popular culture remains indelible. A tribute to a man who, in every sense, was larger than life. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Charles Bronson. A cinematic powerhouse known for his distinctive presence and intense characters. He's also Who Died Today August thirtieth. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what Charles Bronson looked like, please follow our Instagram, Who Period Died period Today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you are listening and share with friends and family. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host Peter, and thank you for listening.